I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. You know, uh, just about every time, I think we have a, uh, you know, a week where it just can't get any weirder. It just is... The, the nature of the news is so odd. And you, and we, we how many times have we said there is no bottom? How many times have we said there is uh, this? This has to be the lowest the Republicans can go in terms of their defense of Donald Trump. There must be some voice of reason in hidden in the woods that will somehow pick up, uh, you know, the, the mantle of, you know, what was left of conservatism, dust it off and, and hold it up like the, the Lion King to the sky and go, there's still something worth saving here. And then you have Mitch McConnell literally go on television and say, um, we're coordinating with the White House. Their position is our position and there will be no genuine trial. And to help me work through that nonsense this weekend, because the idea of doing it alone, Johnny Millions out this weekend. So I I had to call in the big guns. Um, I want to uh, welcome to the show uh, the lovely, the talented, the impeccably dressed uh, this this early in the morning. uh, Jackie Schechner. How are you, Jackie? You could have just just stopped and dressed. (laughs) That's right. Well, I, I, um, I will bring you up in just a second. There we go. There we go. I got now. Okay. Straight up. All right. Proper. Yeah. That's it's good. just good enough that I'm dressed. Yes. So. That's uh, Hey, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's next to all we ask here. Yeah. I, I, I actually said to Hal, is this video, do I have to wear clothes or are we okay? Just yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I, we would be, you know, cheating the, uh, uh, the folks in our, you know, our live stream at, at infotainmentwars.com. And uh, the patrons and all those folks, if they didn't get to see you, because they're getting the Patreon people, especially are getting into the habit of getting to see you during these things. You know what I mean? So I'm just happy to have you as a guest. And it's amazing. And there's a there's tons to tear through. Um, You and I uh, got together yesterday and put together a new episode of the Wonky Donk, our podcast for Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. So much fun. I hope it's as much fun for people to listen to as it is to actually make. I, I, I in my heart of hearts, beyond the. When when the Trump years are sunsetting behind us and the madness seems a thousand miles away that you and I will have some sort of just <laughs> middle of the road, kitschy talk about nonsense uh, podcast where we can just kind of yap because um, it's such a joy, even above and beyond the kind of craziness that we have to deal with on a yeah. regular basis. That said, um I didn't think I could kind of be stunned by anything that the Republicans say anymore. Um, and I and I have to say this was this was another version of of shocked. This was yeah. like when when Mitch McConnell said the the quiet part loud that egregiously. Um, it. I, I was literally I, I was taken aback. I was genuinely taken aback. I was the coordinating I, with the White House part. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that there will be, you know, and I mean, they're w- literally walking around going, this will be over soon. There's yeah, there's no way he's going to be removed and whatever. And here's the thing. I know there's no way he's going to be removed by the sheer vote count. That doesn't mean that they have to have a, a show fake trial with no witnesses to assure that outcome. You know, I literally They've got their votes whipped, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lindsey Graham said this morning in Doha that this is going to be over soon. And yeah, I mean, the fact that he's in Qatar right now is interesting to me anyway. But he um, he said this morning it's going to be over soon. And the voters, if they want to vote him out of office, can. But we don't need to go through this. Uh, And then the moderator asked him or the questioner asked him, is it appropriate for you to announce your decision since you're a juror in this trial. And he said, well, I'm doing it, aren't I? So they're not even pretending (laughs) to follow any sort of rule or decorum at this point. Well, and let's be abundantly clear. The, the existence of the United States as a structure is not it is not and has never been an ethno state. It is never it is not China or Japan or India. It is not based upon the tribes that live there the entire time. It is a hodgepodge of of, you know, 2000 different religions and and an equal number of languages and different cultures coming together and agreeing 
on a set of principles that they like over time, either, either by coming here early or coming here over the process and saying, you know what, this Constitution thing is pretty sweet. <laughs> And it's a great way to guarantee rights for everybody as long as it's equally applied. And we should move in the direction of doing that. And literally, the Republicans at this point are going, nah, you know what? The, the Constitution might be the problem, actually. And that maybe we, were, to me. maybe we were wrong to war with George in the first place. That's what it feels like. like it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's. It's not like no kings. It's like our king. That's you know, and 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 we'll let the we'll let the Constitution kind of float for a while until such time as we find somebody we like who we can really rally behind, who really exemplifies the purity of our Christian ethic and our uh, character. Then we'll go back to a monarchy. Now that it's Donald Trump, like of all people, of like all that's the people. best you could do. It's the best they can do. I'm, I'm he's not smart. He's not interesting. He's not charming. Yeah. He's not charismatic. He smells he's like bandage and feet. Yeah. I, yeah. He smells <laughs> he's like everything we tell our children not to be. Yeah. He's got cake breath all the time. <laughs> Old man cake breath. I guarantee oh, it. I'm just he's saying. He's got a butterscotch tucked up his sleeve. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Like sit on my a lap, tissue, little girl. Here's a, a word. Right. Yeah. Um, if only he was that Norman Rockwell. Um, <laughs> if it was only the the Werther's grandpa. We, I, I mean, anytime, like literally, this guy is so bad. People are going. Remember Reagan? You know, I mean, yeah. honestly, he uh, he viewed people as who had AIDS as subhuman, but he had a certain je ne sais quoi. That, you know, like when you're you know when you're finding your scale, yourself like going. Well, at least Bush didn't. And you're like, wait a minute. Blah, 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 blah. That's my standard. Like, no, that doesn't even fa like that's even playing into the this artificial idea that that the Republican Party exists as a functional entity for the betterment of the entire electorate and that they actually are supportive of a constitutional federal system of governing, which is clearly not the case. I know there had to be. I mean, there were sensible Republicans at one point. I mean, I, I have to imagine. Yeah that they weren't all crazy and we're at the point now where I, mean, I, I, hear, I think it's just I can't even have a conversation with anybody who votes for Trump. Yeah. It seems it's very odd because it seems like the, the ones that um, are sensible are all retiring. They're just getting out you know, right. and taking, you know, going into the um, like the, private sector to take advantage of the tax breaks to, until they're rescinded or fall apart. Um, or if they stayed in and they're defending Trump, you're just like, OK, what did they get on you in the RNC hack? What was it? That's, yeah. I mean, they say that the RNC server that they got into was an old server and there where wasn't is, anything there. Where is the server? I haven't seen but, the server. No one's seen it. It's in Russia. Some people yeah. say that rich people say. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. they, I can't believe that Rand Paul <laughs> and Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and all of these people are doing what they're doing because they truly believe in Donald Trump. Like there has to be some sort of blackmail. There has to be some sort of compromise. There has to be. It's super weird. It, I don't understand. Um, well, I mean, I do. I, I think ultimately um, they have given up on the electorate. They have looked at the demographic charts that they've been shown, which are, you know, Vastly overstated, but strike fear in their hearts of a of a non-white majority America by 2050 or something. And this idea that they need to stock the court because an, a, a, any of the elected bodies they don't trust. They never trusted the people to begin with. They've always been the party of the Electoral College in the Senate. The, the you know, uh, all this rabble in the House is scaring the crap out of them. And the only way to hold them at bay is to put. I like beer on the Supreme Court and uh, and, you know, and pray for something awful to happen to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This, I mean, this is, is it really that simple. Yes. Yeah, it's the court. It's the and it's, and it's why it's the it defines actually um, and we got to take a break. I personally think and I'm curious what our callers think about this. Seven, seven, three, seven, six, three, nine, two, seven, eight. I We may have an echo from Chicago, so I'm not sure we can. If calls will work, but we'll try. We're going to try. We're going to make a, a, a concerted effort. Um, but I, I think stocking the court 
um, or stacking. Some people say stacking. I say stocking. Um, <laughs> it's Christmas. I'm sorry. I've got that on the brain. I was going to say stacking not to be court. confused with so stocking. Right. Stacking the court is their way of, uh, of building a wall against the electorate. Maybe. I, I mean, it was the it was the Supreme Court that gave us corporations or people. I understand that. Like that was a Supreme Court decision, 1973, something like that. I forget what the year was. Long time ago. It, it, when when Mitt Romney says corporations are people, my friend, he's referencing a Supreme Court decision that said exactly that. And it's wrong and it needs to be overturned and fixed. But that's what they're counting on. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's no way the Congress or the Senate would allow us to say con- the corporations are people. But the Supreme Court did. That's our right. target. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. It's the House Mark Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's progressive talk. Now with 100% more Jackie Schechner. Follow her <laughs> at Jackie Schechner on Twitter if you can spell it. And if you can't, come to <laughs> infotainmentforce.com and look at the spelling. Don't forget to Patreon us. The holidays are coming up. Support us. Also, I'm doing cameos. Um, and five dollars off every cameo goes to support Project Angel Food. So I'm trying. I've got a goal of a thousand. Make me work like a dog. We're trying to raise five grand for Project Angel cameo. Food. Yeah. So cameo. Uh, check check House Parks. It's uh, cameo.com/slash/houseparks. We'll be back. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under-eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. Just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off, plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off, plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's tri plexiderm.com. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So the question that um, I have uh, for you, Jackie Schechner, who's joining us today on the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Hello, chat room. She can finally see in there. I think you can even interact with people in there. I am. I'm chit-chatting. That's it. And uh, her two cats, Simon Nugget, are running around in the background. They may attack the keyboard. (laughs) We can't trust what's written. We disavow uh, any written statements <laughs> by, by Jackie Schechner uh, because it could be caused by catwalking on keyboard. Could keyboards. be mice, 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 mice. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Um, like Send mice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do want to talk um, about um, if you look at what the solution is. Obviously, voting is the is is the only recourse we are going to have. Um, but we're not even guaranteed that the election is going to be free and fair. That's right. the problem. We have. Well, that's why I mean, it that's has to be argument for, for impeachment now. And it it well, our I think our goal and our job should be during the election or whatever to make bot swatting and and, uh, you know, compromise and deep fakes and all that kind of stuff. Kind of the sport of the 2020 election. You know That's what I mean? not a bad idea, That's, like a like an army. Like make, a, yeah, make a game out of it, folks. If you because it's going to happen. If you see somebody, and here's and I've said this before, but if somebody is showing up with really cute videos that in your feed, randos getting retweeted by other people, and it's just cat videos and that kind of stuff, and it's but they're super adorable, and you're like, oh my god, the koala. I hope you know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, um, it, it don't follow them. Retweet that one, like it, whatever, but don't follow it because what they do is they bait into your interests or what you think might be cute or whatever your, you know, whatever clickbaity kind of social media you might be into. Um, And they'll form a whole, you know, one of the things they talk about on Twitter, for example, is that there's no edit button. Right. And some people will complain there's no edit button. And when you make a typo, or you're typing it, you're in a fury and a big chain of stuff and you right. do the wrong your or whatever. You're like, 
magnet. You know, I wish I could go back and fix it. <laughs> One of the reasons why you can't go back and fix it is because you could change what you said and then the other person doesn't know for a whole day or be after the fact because they've moved on and aren't checking um, that you you edited what you said. So, so you're responding to something that you didn't know you were responding to. That, that, right. I mean, and, and it could be something, you know, as innocuous as, you know, uh, making your favorite movie the worst movie you've ever seen just by flipping their script. Um, or it could be, um, you know, I, I, uh, I support Bernie Sanders. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, da, 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 big chain of people supporting that or whatever. And then flipping that going, I, um, I support uh, Vladimir Putin to take over the entire country. And you edit that top one and everybody below it looks like they're agreeing with that, right? Unless yeah. they go back and edit it. And it's too much where it's really ridiculous. Um, EO's in our chat room saying, do not follow anyone on Twitter until 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad policy. If you're not already in, don't go, this guy sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I like his icon. It's anime. That's cool. <laughs> and curiously enough, his his screen name is the most popular episode of the most pro- popular television show on currently. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those people will start dumping propaganda into your feed and it won't be overt. It won't be vote Trump or any of that kind of stuff. It will be a, a logical attempt to undermine your, your passion for whoever your candidate is or your party or uh, drive you away from voting as a remedy entirely. That's the whole. I do think we're onto something here, though. I, I, I think I mean, as you say this, I think and I don't know if we can get funding for this, but I do think there's something to be said for like a proactive kind of counter Mm-hmm. internet research agency, you know, like a yeah. counter uh, army of people who are active on Twitter mm-hmm. who are, and I know there's a lot of people who actively do it now and kind of yeah. dump bots and trolls out of their feed, mm-hmm. but kind of pointing them out, um, you know, trying to get them quarantined in some capacity. I don't know if you can, you know, block or mute or whatever on a large scale, right. but really like calling it out and mass, like we're not going to fall for this anymore. Like well, we, you fooled us once, you can't fool us again. If we collectively decide that there's going to be an effort to mm-hmm. take back social media, I, I don't know that that's such a terrible idea. No, I mean obviously I'm a um, I I I like the um, unhack the vote um, hashtag on Twitter. Um, Paul, who runs that, um, is on it all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of um, um, like there's 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 sites you can go to that um you know that you know isolate bots and and push them aside Mm -hmm. uh, yeah um and you know like uh i'm gonna bring up an article in a second i have to find it again but whatever but there's like there's all these like how to spot a bot kind of articles and stuff Um, right and there's no question that that's going to be a big part of it and the the thing is it's not so much this, like I said, this big overt attack. People expect um, that they are being, that the manipulation will be easy to uh, comprehend and explain. Like it will be like, oh, this guy's, you know, rolling into my feed, yelling on the beha- on behalf of Trump and, uh, and, and he'll have a, a name and like a nine digit number after his uh, first name that there's tons of those and they do exist, but they're a lot more sophisticated this time. Yeah. It's super subtle mm-hmm. and, and they are evolving. I mean, it, I say this all the time when it comes to terrorist attacks, like the shoe bomber uh, was unsuccessful, but now we take our shoes off at the airport. Right. It, the next attack isn't going to be a shoe bomb. So we're, we're not proactive, we're reactive. And mm-hmm. I think if we're not anticipating what the next set of interference is going to look like, we're, we're going to be vulnerable to sure. it. Well, so I we need to think strategically about where it's going to come from and what it's going to look like. Absolutely. And, I, uh, you know, you also have to understand that, like, the less than three ounces of liquid thing uh, yeah. was a proactive action. Yes. It was a recognition by some strategy, you know, guys sitting in a room who are paid to be paranoid by the U.S. military because that, that's a job like that <laughs> right. is literally a job. It's they, like crisis they, communication, yes. right? Like you're thinking about All what right. the what problem happens is if we get what happens if someone finds a piece of video of us supporting the idea of bestiality uh, and we've just gotten a big endorsement, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. Like if that happens. What do you do? You know, I don't think the chances are high, but it's happened to other people. 
<laughs> so, um, you know about that, right? No, I do. I know about that. I don't think so. That, that was the chink video that came out yesterday. That was probably, I don't know that it was the nail in the coffin, but that uh, of his uh, losing his Bernie endorsement, but that's, that one came up. I mean, there's tons of them that resurface. And if you talk for a living, you're going to say some gnarly stuff over time. That was special because he stood by it. I thought that was weird, but, but, um, oh, just, I mean, I'm, you and I've talked about this before. Yeah. Like I have my own experience with him and I, I, you know, I hesitate to talk about it regularly because I know it's going to bring out, the, the angry supporters who sure. think that I'm not telling the truth, but I can I can swear to you up and down that I have experience with him that proves that he is not pro women. <laughs> right, and I and and that's a conversation we can have uh, even after the break a little bit just sure. about um, the the curious aspect I would say of going back re- rehashing people's stuff that that the you know that we on the left have done a lot when we go back and we we broom people. Um, for stuff they've done in the past, stuff they've said in the past, that Mayor Pete video that people used against him, the uh, I would say that the Young Turks made several videos about this idea that he was somehow anti-black because of what he said about inner city minority people have, needing someone to look up to and educate, you know, that's educated, proving it works, which is exactly a Chris Rock bit. Which is what I mm-hmm. like. Like that, it's always the danger of a white guy doing a Chris Rock bit, or <laughs> like yeah. basically. Uh, basically what he means is like, you're always walking a plank doing that. But the, right. but they, you know, there was, they made a lot of hay about that and they're welcome to do it because that's that, you know, that's a criticism that you can put up there and go, how do people react to this? Is that, does this mm-hmm. rise to that level? Should people have uh, castigate him for this? Is it enough? Is it indicative of his character? Which I think is something I want to talk about when we come back. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, is this an outlier or is this right? who, who somebody is? Right. And, and the sort of cancel culture aspect of stuff, what's the goal of it? Um, after a while, is it, not, you know, cause it can't just be the tribal brooming of those who disagree. And especially right. when it comes to people who have had uh, a turn, who've come to, to the light, who've mm-hmm. seen the error of their ways and going, I am no longer that. Right. You're allowed to evolve. Yes. Right. You must be. Otherwise, um, we are but just you have ca- to authentically evolve. Yeah, this is true. And that's the, I think that's the trick. That's the, that's what most people deal with is they look, they look at those past statements and they go, can I trace that? Well, we got to take a break. That's what I want to talk about <laughs> on the other side. We'll tease that. Um, Liberty's going, can you stick to one subject? No, <laughs> no. Um, we'll be back right after this. It's the house Park radio program. Mega worldwide. <laughs> we were just talking Never. about this yesterday. We're just like chain off into that. This is Tom Harbin, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now, I, I'm sure we're opening up a can of worms by uh, even discussing this, which is kind of what makes it interesting and exciting. But the idea is, is that, you know, going back through people's past and saying this is uh, I still believe this is indicative of who they are, even if they say they've changed their mind or versus I see this person used to do this and this person is now this. I mean, there's mm-hmm. and there's a. We are awash in those kind of folks right now and those kind of situations. You know what I mean? Right. We are from, uh, you know, like people digging up clips of Chank that they disagree with and stuff that he's written in the past and the whole Armenian genocide stuff. And he's had to literally like that was literally the first four questions when he did his own like exit interview on the Young Turks about mm-hmm. it that Anna had to basically sit down and go, let's just set this pile on fire so we can just get it over with. Um and, and, you know, and like I said, the Mayor Pete video, um, there's, uh, you know, uh, Biden stuff during the Nita Hill, you mm-hmm. know, uh, situation. Um, all those things, you, you have to make a decision. Is it indicative of who they are now or is it not? And that's it's a very personal decision that people have. And at the same time, we're I mean, obviously, there are, you know, comedians getting fired for old jokes there, you know, the uh um, Gunn lost his job on and got it back on um, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for jokes he made on his Twitter feed before he was a big fancy director. Um, and and I do I, I honestly think like there are people who have, you know, 
thought they were being edgelords a long time ago and have gone and would look back on horror at the stuff they did when they were young. I mean, that's what maturity is for. You know, I've, you know, I often say we wouldn't need tomorrow if we weren't a-holes yesterday. You know, there's an element of right, growth right. that we all have to recognize. And, and you have to filter that, I think, through your own growth. Like, OK, what was I doing at the time? Is there anything equivalent in my behavior? A lot of times my answer is a profound no. And I've been swearing for a living since I was 15. You know, it's a comic. Well, I think, too, I don't know how much people know, but like you don't have you don't use drugs or alcohol or any of the substances that can often get people into uh, that murky decision making process. That's true. But it also excuses them more often. You know, like Um, I have no excuse. Like if you dig up something on me that I said a long time ago that you disagree with or have a problem with. My only response, my only response is I no longer believe that, you know, if and, you know, or or I still do. And here's how you misunderstood me or. Um, yeah, I said that. That's uh, that's awful. Look at me. Like these are those are my three options because I can't go. Yeah, I was dude. I was so high. I have no idea what I was saying. Like I never have that. And I guess I've, you know, kind of lived with that my whole life as kind of, uh, you know, sitting on my shoulder, you know, is that kind of angel devil on either side of you helping you make your decisions in life. And it's it's just like Joe Walsh, I think, is probably the most standout version of the Republican side of that. And by no means has he come around to being liberal or progressive in any way. But he is a strong anti-Trumper now and right. is literally making the rounds running. He's running for president against Trump on the idea that Trump is a scumbag. And he's the guy who yelled, you lie at Obama. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, yeah. Like, no, I, well, I think about Nicole Wallace. Like, that's to me sure. one she person. Communi- she was a communications director, arguably for the Republican theme. You know, right. worked in the yeah, in, yeah and in the Bush in, White House, and, yeah. and she's now. Uh, I like her a lot when I watch her. On, I mean, I never thought I would, right? Um, and I, I like her a lot when I watch her because I feel like she's pretty honest about how she feels and how a lot of us feel. And Ariana Huffington, Ariana Huffington. There, there, there you go. She started out as a conservative. Yeah. So her husband was a Republican. She helped him fundraise. That was one of the ways she got into it. She, you know, sometimes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're correcting you. I thought that was right. It was Joe, Joe Wilson. Who, oh, it was who Wilson. Beg your pardon. You're right. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Not Walsh, but Green Wal- Wal- it, yeah. yeah. Um, but Walsh was, I mean, he's been a hardliner. All this time, like there's nothing likable about Joe Walsh's politics from a liberal or progressive standpoint, period, end of story. But suddenly he's the guy who, you know, you know, is well, he's the only hope, right? It's like (laughs) he's the only he's the only option they got. Yeah, I I appreciate the correction, guys. I misspoke. Um, But what I'm saying is, is like these people who are suddenly coming around to uh, to Trump being awful. Is there value in letting them and and almost is it one of those if if your opponent is uh, beating himself up, why jump in and kick him while he's on the ground? You know what I mean? Or do you just kind of stand back and and let that happen? Don't involve yourself in that argument, but but watch it play out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we do feel like we're in the twilight zone right now. It, I mean, it, it does feel like I don't I know it's intentional. Right. It's like yeah. this perpetual gaslighting, this perpetual up and down and down and up and what you know to be true. Don't believe your lying eyes. I, I get it. Right. I get what's happening here, but it's still shocking that it's happening. Yes. And I, I never know, stop being astonished. Well, you know, it's we live in a world where there is literally the only valuable inter- interview anybody could have with Lindsey Graham right now is sitting him down and playing videos of him what he said in, around the Clinton impeachment and then saying sentence by sentence, why are you saying the exact opposite now in a, in a similar circumstance that deals with national security? Like you are, it's not that you're forgiving. You're like, you know what? I was too hard on Clinton. We don't need to parse words with our presidents. Being the president's a tough job. Sometimes mm-hmm. they say stuff they didn't mean, and you can't impeach him for that kind of stuff. He's not come up with it. It's not like he would go back in time and undo his vote to impeach Clinton mm-hmm. at this point, because the what's the definition of is is argument doesn't bother him anymore. Right. He still stands by that. He just doesn't like it's just now that it's Trump. And again, that's where it just feels like 
What did they get off the, the RNC hack? What emails that, were in there? What like, was it really an old server? Was there some stuff yeah, in there? I don't buy it. Um, why have we never seen the server? You know, they say some rich person has it. Like, it's, it's like they a, put it on a plane it, and they flew, flew it to, to Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, they didn't just they chuck it in, in the somebody's ocean. What, what? Look, this is, f- okay, guys, this is full of incriminating evidence. So you can please be careful, okay? Don't drop it. Just <laughs> this it, end up, fragile. You wrap it in a towel in your bag and then take it to Ukraine and just keep it there because we ni- might need to incriminate ourselves in the future. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that part of it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so good morning chat room. No, there is no through line on today's show. If you thought no. Johnny million is a distraction, <laughs> know that Jackie and I just go off the rails on our own. Um, I thought we said that early. Like this is not, yeah, this is go. the bar. So just know <laughs> that we're just having a good time this week because this week has been insane. Right. Um, so I know you watched a lot of the impeachment here. Yes. I do too. Was there anything that really stood out to you? Well, I I will say um, we talked a little bit uh, uh, on on our podcast on the Wonky Donk. Subscribe and uh, just the name alone. Podcast. Like, how can you not have in your queue the Wonky, the wonky Donk? Donk. Honestly, with Jackie Shagner and House Sparks. She and by the way, she's in the lead position. Let's just understand that. Yeah, I don't understand why we did that. Um, <laughs> uh, alphabetical last names. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> like, where are you first. going with that? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, does it matter? Um, I, I, I have, I have three of my own shows. I don't need my name on anything else. I, you know, I don't have to Trump tower my way through life, <laughs> although I am seriously considering it, but I, um, yeah, the, I stay in that <laughs> hotel. I have a feeling it'd be a good time. <laughs> it would, it would be great. Absolutely. Big communal rooms. Anyway. So the point is, um, <laughs> if you're, uh, looking at the, this week during this whole trial, what you saw was flabbergasted Democrats going, dude, I just talked to you at lunch. How can you be talking out of your ass this egregiously? Mm-hmm. What is this? Do, uh, how can you have lost your mind so much between now and the last 20 minutes? Jim Jordan out to lunch. I mean, like his history with uh, sexual assault at in Ohio alone disqualifies him as a good judge of a person's character, culpability, or criminality in an, in a proceeding. Right? Oh, I've written them off, like Matt Gates and Jim Jordan and Doug Collins. I mean, they're just yeah, Gates, and and I mean, it was a bunch of like uh, Gates. Uh, you know that that obviously pot calling the kettle black moment that happened. You know you have a DUI, dude, and you have a mugshot to prove it. Yeah. Like, how are you going after Hunter Biden's alleged substance issues? Right. And going, there's no coming back from that, and no one gets a job after they go through something like that. I'm like, dude, you were elected to Congress. Are you calling your voters dumb? Because that's all, the only takeaway, the only takeaway from Matt Getz saying Hunter Biden doesn't deserve a job because he, was, he had substance abuse issues in his past um, is him going, my constituents are idiots. They elected a drunk driver like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's this. Uh, how is that not the obvious conclusion in that circumstance? Like, dude, don't don't ring that bell. You are not going to like who opens the door. Um, and and the same thing with with Jim Jordan, like his his kind of dismissal of the entire thing by not wearing a jacket because of this ridiculous roll up your sleeves branding nonsense that he does, which is all that's about. Um, and it like, uh, yeah, uh, that's just, I mean, it's just, it's just like spitting in the face of the procedure. It's like, oh, absolutely. You know, and, and can, and can we just like, can we just put a picture of Obama in a tan suit behind him the entire yeah, time? That was the big scandal. That was the big one. Yeah. Who has like, wait, who thinks I have a DUI? What are you talking about? EO? I don't drink. I've never been. I've never drank. Yeah, never had a drink of drink of alcohol, never, right? Not, not even a sip. Nope. Um, well, technically, technically, when I, when I got my ear pierced the first time, when I was uh, the second time, I was eight. Uh, For eight? Yeah. Shot. Uh, someone who, uh, was who like, "This pierced your ear at eight. Um, the same peer, the person who pierced it when I was four. Who pierced your ear when you were four? Cricket. <laughs> okay. Cricket, the old Indian at my at, at Friendship, Indiana, at the Res. Gotcha. Okay. 
Well, I guess it's okay. Yeah. So, um, near. but who doesn't know that story? Um, I don't so, know that story, <laughs> but the, 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 the issue, um, of this kind of just dismissal of process and, it's interesting the the turn. Well, we're rolling over the break. We got to take a break. When we're going to come back, we're going to take some calls. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight is the you know this idea of of the importance of process and the importance of sort of reverence and patience for your own system of government. It seems a little like old fashioned at times, but mm-hmm. when it starts to get loose and frayed around the edges, you're like, wait a minute. You know what? Everybody needs to to wait in line. Stop. You know. You know, no line cutting, no, no flexible application of law and rules. We need to get back to that. And it's ironic, I think, that liberals are now becoming the ones who are arguing, uh, arguing for a, a status quo of rules. Yeah, yeah. That's it's fascinating to me. We'll be back. It's the Housework Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT820.com is the website. And of course, uh, you can get us on iHeart. And of course, you can subscribe to the House Sparks Radio Podcast, Mega Worldwide, on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Now let's get back with Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, I think most people this week have been stunned also. I think the two big, like, what the hell people in this entire exchange, besides Mitch McConnell, which, you know, f- gathered a group of Republicans to talk about how they were going to stop Obama from succeeding, you know, mm. the, you know, the night of the inauguration, that they were going to run interference you know, against him. I don't know why anybody should be surprised that he'll run interference for Trump. Like, it's, mm-hmm. in, you know, on his behalf, because the the again, they have a goal. I mean, Oleg Deripaska money going to an aluminum plant in Kentucky aside. Um, right. They do have that uh, that goal of filling the federal judgeships. And mm-hmm. they view that as 100 percent win. It it locks in their evangelical and pro-life uh, voters forever. And they know that that's a, a, a fiery contingency all through the South. And if you own the South and the red states, which are low population states with two senators, you can pretty much put a halt to anything the Democrats in the House could ever come up with. You could have 100 percent House. I, I, I don't know if there's a veto override version of senatorial stuff uh, from a House bill standpoint. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, but check, anybody wants to check and get back to me on that. Uh, let me know. But if uh, if the House voted 100 percent, that doesn't mean it has to go to the floor in the Senate. It's, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't even it doesn't even have to warrant a vote. Um, they McConnell's can, just playing backstop on everything. That's right. Yeah. And uh, don't get us started on anonymous holds. But the uh, oh. but Barr. Um, oh, he's I mean, that's look, it's not surprising that he auditioned for the job with a diatribe about how the president could be king. Yes. But now it's gone. I mean, I'm upset with the senators who confirmed him on good faith, like yeah. the ones who sat down with him after that diatribe and said, I think he's going to do the right thing. And now we have exactly no. In what the, it, this nation doesn't need. This is the fascinating part to me. And this kind of goes to what I was talking to uh, earlier, which is we'll go back in somebody's past and hair split over something that they clearly don't act on now. Right. right. And I Mary and other people, if you want to go that way, like I'm literally like st- how Bernie is on guns versus how Bernie was on guns. You know, that's that. Look at Obama on gay marriage. I right. mean, it's although like, I, it's think that was a politi- I think that was a political. You think it was a political no Although you think with his, I mean, he did attribute some Back of his to evolution to him. Back to oh, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the younger generation is much more open, accepting, and nonchalant about the things that we were hung up on. Sure. And I think that when he said that it had some. Yeah, like it had to do with his daughters. I mean, yes, obviously there's an excuse there, and I believe Axelrod said it. I think that's languaging. I think, you know, if you listen to what Axelrod said. Yeah, (laughs) Axelrod said, uh, like, Obama was like, I feel like I'm lying. I want to come out and say I support gay marriage. And he's going, "Uh, you'll lose the election. And he wasn't wrong. Uh And, And we wouldn't have had... Uh, any of the advances that we had during the Obama years, if, uh, if McCain or Mitt Romney, for example, would have gotten in in those periods, 
they would have gone mm. away. So that's a political Machiavellian, comp, you know, complicated choice people make. That happens all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that were people were diametrically opposed to where they are today. They have done some sort of like come to Jesus moment or they've healed themselves. Uh, that was the old you know, substance abuse me. Now that I've cleaned up my act, I believe in a healthy lifestyle. Those kind of that kind of shift people go through in real life. We're while we're sifting through that dung, you know, mm-hmm. looking for things to, you know, to go after people for now. Oftentimes when those people are engaged in egregious current behavior, you know, like why bother, you know, um, mm-hmm. but, but even like, I would argue people who aren't doing anything wrong currently going back and just kind of cutting into them going when you were 15, when you were 20, when you were in your 20s, you did stuff like this. We're good. Meanwhile, Barr wrote this thing right before he got yeah. the job, like the summer before. It's almost like they're going like <laughs> it was a useful indiscretion. And like it was six months ago. He's an old man. No. And um, so he had there's a quote from him during that interview he gave this week that, you know, it's a fascinating look into in his manipulative language. Was, he goes, uh, I think our nation has turned on its head for three years, I think, based on a completely bogus narrative Ugh. that was largely fanned and hyped by an irresponsible press. This is straight just like him translating Trump. Yeah, this is this is just him trying to use 50 cent words to make it seem like, you know, Trump is making sense. Um, and he says, um, I think that there were gross abuses of FISA and inexplicable behavior that was intolerable in the FBI. Um, no. When did we go to attacking our own law enforcement, our own intelligence community? Like, when did that become OK for the Republicans? Oh, don't get me started on the when when an unarmed black man is shot and and, the you know, there a, a cop is goes through the, the the process of figuring out whether it was a good shoot or a bad shoot or whether they had other motivations and all this kind of stuff. And all that stuff's riding out. The Republicans ride in, you know, like a protective force saying, you know, the you know, the the almost like a Blue Lives Matter kind of wall that they're going to throw. up. Right. Check that cop in that situation when he's, you know, in a in a shooting before they have any of the information, right. you know, just period. But the FBI, you know, should be jettisoned. They're literally yeah. like there were Republicans on the committee this week arguing for the dissolution of the FBI. The yeah. dissolution well, of the FISA <laughs> when court. When Putin's running the Republican Party, that makes sense. When you and understand this, too, we have we have come all the way from Republicans championing the Patriot Act. And and Democrats embarrassingly voting for it and regretting it afterwards to now Republicans arguing for the elimination of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act that helps protect us against spies like that. This is the the raison d'etre of the Republican Party is the dissolving of the FBI and the removal of our ability to bug hunt spies in our own country. I, I like how all you can think is like this will make a fantastic movie one day because it seems like this Manchurian candidate kind of strategy. It's almost like you could p- picture Putin back when he was still at the KGB at the fall of the Soviet Union under Mikhail Gorbachev sitting. We will we will fake an injury. We will f- pull back and we will pretend that we have we are weak and broken for 12, 15 years and then we will have our revenge. Like it just reeks of that. But it is. I mean, if you look at, look, I, I, <laughs> Carl I mean, in I our chat room is going point of order, point of order, point of order, point of order. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to strike the last word. Yes, right. The um, <laughs> do I have unanimous consent? You do. Okay. Um, you know, I spent the better part of two years running investigaterussia.org, right? right? And the, the whole idea of the site was to help educate people as to why these Russian attacks on our democracy were a thing and why it was like a huge national security threat. And so I did a lot of research and I talked to a lot of experts and our advisory board was packed with people who have committed their entire lives to the security of this country. And when I tell you that there is no conspiracy theory, that this this is all factual, that Vladimir Putin thinks that the dissolution of the Soviet Union is the greatest tragedy 
mm-hmm. of his lifetime. Right. And he would very much like to bring Russia back to being the superpower that the Soviet Union was. And that is his first and foremost goal. So and he hates Hillary Clinton. Right. Because he thinks Hillary Clinton undermined him. Would stop that. So right. Donald Trump. And he's right. Right. So, well, I mean, she just came out and said, you know, your country deserves free and fair elections. And he thinks that that somehow uh, elevated the protests against him. But I mean, they were protesting anyway. She just basically confirmed that they had the right to do so. Obviously, Vladimir Putin is smarter than all of us because the guy makes one hundred forty thousand dollars a year and he has a two hundred billion dollar net worth. (laughs) I mean, you can't argue with that kind of business savvy. I love the idea that they were going to give him a penthouse in Trump Tower, Moscow, as a sweetener when there's two things. One, he doesn't need your charity. And two, they would never put him in a commercial building. Like, he would never live somewhere where other people live. (laughs) He wouldn't live very long. I mean, the dude, like, forget it. Like, and the minute he gets weak, by the way, he faces the same thing that Trump does. Once you outlive your usefulness, when you've been like that, you're done. Oh, yeah. Well, Trump will outlive his usefulness at some point and then he'll be disappeared very quickly, I I assume, in some capacity, whether it's, you know, diminished to the point of poverty or, uh, you know, they'll turn over the compromise. Hold that. that. We got to take a break. We'll be back. We're going to take some calls on the other side. I think we can figure out the the echo issue and we'll be able to take calls uh, at the top of the hour. So uh, it's the House Park Radio Program Mega Worldwide. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Hour two with the lovely and talented Jackie Schechner, my co-host. You've already been through an hour? Yeah. Co-host of uh, the Wonky Donk, our podcast on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Um, so we're kind of doubling up this week. Johnny Million uh, um, was uh, indisposed. So I, I recruited Jackie to come in and help us sift through this week and keep us on track, which was a mistake. But that's okay. <laughs> that, that we, who needs to stay on a point? No one else yeah. does. Uh, you know, it's funny because one of the things you and I were, were talking about was the fact that Democrats were kind of dealing with the facts of the week and like dealing with how many and how often the president had these exchanges was getting Rudy and and Bill Barr to talk to Zelensky's people and and basically crowbar them into this behavior so Mm -hmm. he could have the mob boss phone call. Right. If you could do something for me, I'd really appreciate it. What you mean is remember what that guy said? If you don't do it, you, you know. And uh, and that's exactly what uh, the the paraphrase that Adam Schiff did, you know, where he's like, basically what the president is saying here is this as they entered the transcript the the memo, the 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 summary into the record. um, And Trump is constantly going, he made up my words in front of the whole thing. Like, dude, he was translating it into gangster ease because that's what it is. And he clearly said that you're a child. Um, so anyways, so we're talking about uh, this this kind of uh, even trying for Democrats to kind of keep a normal like, what's the evidence here? It Did this really happen? It, you know, and then whenever they go back to the Republicans, it's just this is a farce. This is not enough time. I don't have enough time. Nobody. Nobody cares about this. The ratings are terrible. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's so much to talk about with it. And I think that that's why I love Twitter so much is because mm-hmm. my mind is overflowing with thoughts on this, not the least of which is that there's no actual defense for what the president did. Right. And so they're not arguing on defense. They're going on procedure or they're claiming that this has been an impeachment uh, hoax quest, whatever, right. from the very beginning, because the Democrats hate him and blah, blah, blah. But nobody's actually come out and said, yes, we think it's OK that the president of the United States is extorting a foreign ally in exchange mm-hmm. for personal political favor right. and then deciding that he's not going to turn over anything to Congress because he just doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And I, I just <laughs> it's extraordinary I, that Republicans yeah. 
continue to push that line and mass. I mean, even I think it was Representative Swalwell who just flat out said, like, do any of you believe that there's a problem here? Like right. they, that it's not OK. And like not a single person was able to come out and say, not all right. Like it's not, <laughs> it's yeah. not all right. And, and they, they won't say it, even if it wasn't Trump, like let's say it was Obama or Hillary Clinton or whoever right. it was, like says to a foreign ally, you're not going to get your military aid or your white house meeting until you dig up fake dirt on my political rival. So good luck with that. Right. I, the, the fascinating part for me, I, I, I feel is that as None of them are having a moment where they're looking at the old footage of themselves, like specifically like Lindsey Graham and going, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, I, I'm different. That was a different situation. That was worse. None of them are even bothering. They're just going, falling back on. They've been trying to impeach this president since he started. And my argument has always been, this guy has been committing crimes since before he took his oath of office. That's the whole thing. During the transition. yeah, that's he, he, he's been a criminal his entire life. That's like these guys have been trying to stop this bank robbery since the <laughs> planning stage. <laughs> what are you telling me? Uh, like, oh, I'm in there trying to make a deposit with a machine gun and a clown mask on. And they think, like, come on. Like, he really? was a liar, a grifter and a thief before he ever ran for office. So were the people that he has surrounded himself with. Uh, yeah, this it is. It is stunning to me. And uh, by the way, I want to uh, thank our Patreons, patreon.com slash Sparks. Thank you guys for your support. And it's wonderful. I want to thank uh, Julian Carl for uh, moderating for us in the chat room and can't stop lying for his undying support and, and promotion of stuff. Um, not the least of which uh, next weekend in Burbank, California. Sunday, December 22nd is the House Parks Christmas special. We're doing it. Just gather around. It'll be a nice little comedy gathering of friends doing some some jokes, a little bit of improv. We're going to I'm trying to make an improv comedy special out of it. It's uh, who are you bring it in. Anybody we should know about. Uh, I, I want to keep it close to the vest. Ah, yeah. 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 It'll, it'll, it'll there are a lot of surprises. You're um, saying I got to go to old, Burbank, huh? Yes, old friends in right. New. You live on the West Side. You'll never get there in time. But <laughs> now you would be able to go. <laughs> and also Wednesday at the Viper Room uh, in Los Angeles, Nerd Halen is performing um, all the hits. And Tuesday, I will be singing a couple of uh, wonderful hair metal ballads uh, at uh, at the jam at the Whiskey a Go Go. It looks like Pamela things. just called a su- called a soothing. I don't I don't know that I would call a soothing, but I appreciate the compliment. I, know, I think <laughs> that works. I, you know, I, I, sometimes you just need somebody to take your bu- blood pressure off and you know have a little a bit of humor and balance about the circumstance. Now that being said, let's let's try and take a caller. I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna fingers cool. crossed this will work. So uh, who do we have uh, that's still hung in with us and is is possibly there? Who do we have? Uh, first, we have Jim out in Las Vegas. Excellent. Jim in Las Vegas. All right. Hey, Jim. Hey, Al. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's go into your past here. Some some friend of mine hijacked me one time here in Las Vegas to go to the Riviera to see a comedian uh, who I'd never heard of 10 or 12 years ago. Right hold on. Christmas Wait, time. Uh, De- Wait, hold we'll on a second. Devin, Devin, I hear you on the line. Um, and I can't hear him saying. So he took me to sit. Uh, so he's going back over. Uh, it took me to see a comedian you've never seen before. Go ahead. And that was you. Go I'd ahead. never heard of you. And I saw you at, at the Riviera. And okay. uh, I was so impressed with you. I've been following you. I listen to you every Saturday here in Las Vegas oh, thank you. from uh, from uh, Chicago Progressive Talk. And uh, Jackie, let's talk about Jackie here. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I know her. She's got her own theme song from Stephanie Miller's show. That That's right. I've been listening to for quite some time. That's very impressive <laughs> to me. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, and she earned music? it. He's. You know, if we're going to dig back into her past, understand that that Jackie was, uh, you know, pivotal in helping the ACA get up on its feet and get, you know, uh, people aware of it and and help it get it shepherded Uh, through. It's no small feat. Yes. And that's what I like about this one. She's much prettier on TV than on radio. And that's true. It, 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 <laughs> that is, so. That's technically true. Uh, yeah, yes, it is much. Yeah, she's much better. She's much prettier when you can see her. That's. Yeah, I will agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, Stephanie Miller always talks about you. how beautiful she is and smart. But when you see her in person, now I know why. Holy crap. 
Anyway, <laughs> Sal, the reason Damn. I'm calling now, the reason I'm calling is to inform your listeners, I'm 65 years old, and I've been getting an absentee ballot in the mail here in Nevada and in Florida before I moved here. And it's so easy. Plus, not only do you get it a month ahead of the election. Now, here we have a caucus in in February 22nd. I get mm-hmm. the, the absentee ballot in the mail a month ahead of time so I can read it and see all these judges who I never heard of and all these different uh, Congress people that I, I like to investigate before I go in so I can do that from home. Yeah. But. All, New diligence. All, my ballots, all, all you have to do in, in, in most states, I know here in Nevada and I know in Florida, all you do is call your board, state board of election or your uh, com- Democratic committee chairman. They could direct you to get an absentee ballot. Now, uh, some states require uh, a uh, a. Uh, problem, a physical problem, or but if you say you're going to be out of town in any state, they'll send you an absentee ballot. And I just got a letter with my new voter registration card that said that all the elections from now on, I automatically get an absentee ballot in the mail. Hmm. And it's so easy to do it. So if you're working and you don't know if you're going to make it or there's a snowstorm or you're in a hurry and you're not going to be able to vote, it's so easy to do it from your house. Sit down, talk to your friends. Oh, should I vote for this council, this judge or that judge or this uh, alderman? It's so easy to do from your house with an absentee ballot. And this is the time to do it now before election, before the primaries in February here in Nevada. But it's the time to register to get an absentee ballot. If you decide on that particular day that you want to go to the voting booth, you bring your absentee ballot with you and you're eligible. Drop it off. Get your sticker. Yes, that's that's it. You know, that's precisely what I do. Most elections, by the way, you can um, in in L.A., it's actually fairly difficult in Los Angeles to vote early. Um, it, you know, huh. you have there are only a couple of sites, and the one like there's one in I think Downey, like nearly like it's 40 minutes south of Los Angeles where this big court building is that they have. That's the one site, and there's usually a big line out the front for a couple of weeks ahead of time for people who do like need to pick out a time to go vote or whatever. And I've done it several times because I travel a lot. I'm often out of town. Right. Last time I was out of the country during it. So I voted early. So I would make sure that mine was counted and in there and all that kind of stuff. But I, you're absolutely right. Um, get your um, go to vote.org, by the way. And I appreciate you bringing this up, too, because this has been our you know, this is our raise on debt for the next year besides bot hunting is making sure everybody knows that they're registered, that their registration is current, proper, all their T's are crossed and I's dotted. So they have no problem when they go in to vote. And um, once you've cleared that hurdle and you know, you're good, you you know, Mm -hmm. vote.org is a great site for this. Bring a friend, be the carpool person when you're voting, take go, you know, be that, you know, like that idea. Yeah. You've already voted. um, Then you can go, Hey, I already voted. So if you need a lift to your polling place, I'll give you a lift over there, man. I'm glad to do it. Run, be your own soul to the polls kind of thing. Yeah, we got to take a break. I appreciate you calling in and thank you. And and uh, hopefully I'll see you at a Vegas show sometime soon. Um, I'm playing uh, Jimmy Kimmel's Club twice next year. Um, we just booked those. So those will be added to That's the calendar right. soon. Um, wonderful. And thank you. And, and Jack, you know, and we all love Jackie. I think you're right oh, about everything you stop. said about Jackie. It's true. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now time for the happy ending. Yay! That's right. We're in the happy ending. Although the happy ending this week is uh, that we've had Jackie Schechner for the entire show and she'll stick around for a little bit of the post show. I think a little bit. Can I talk you into that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, cause he's, I mean, we're almost done. We got like yeah. eight minutes. No, where am I, where am I going? Lays through. <laughs> but, you know, you've got a little bit of cat herding to do, but other than that, you know, other than that, yeah. um, <laughs> so, uh, but well, let's, let's grab one more caller. Cause I know we got like people jump in at the tail end and it's really hard to get everybody in, uh, you know, but uh, who, who do we have there? Devin. We have Bob out in Indiana. Cool. Hey, Bob. 
You sound better this week than last week, but I will say you do okay. sound like you're talking through cotton. So I don't know if you <laughs> it sounds it well, sounds like you're in a, yeah. a a kid's movie where a kidnapping occurs and you're talking through the sleeve of your sweater. But it's uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's that's my channel <laughs> mouth you're hearing, so don't let it bother. Okay, me. Go ahead. But, uh, okay, I'll take it or your word that. for it. it must be a, you must have a Bolton esque mustache that is just the envy of everyone in the barbershop quartet. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm clean serving, but forget that. Uh, oh, and Miss Jackie, uh, I yeah. know that um, uh, that uh, you have been given a um, a way beyond too hard a time by some people because of your work uh, in healthcare, and I just say to them, tough doogies, and uh, keep Aww. doing. Uh, I think it's great. Um, yes, but uh, thank you. Yeah. I want to, uh, uh, one word, one word, hmm? Amy McGrath for Kentucky. That's one word. Is that what it all flows together? Dot com. Um, yes. <laughs> I, 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 it, and I said, yeah, we need to get, uh, I, and I think she can put the turtle on his back. That's, uh, I like everybody gets behind I see what you're saying. We're not. We, we do not on the House Parks Radio program make a worldwide support animal cruelty. But in the uh, but in the abstract, no. as a as a metaphor in this current, I, we're hundred percent behind you. Um, and um, I, I will say um, that she seems a winning candidate across the board. Like this doesn't seem like a mystery to me at all. Um, she, you know, Amy McGrath is a fantastic potential you know senator for kentucky end of story like not even all all mitch mcconnell aside all um you know all that backstory who it matters not the reality Mm -hmm. is she as a candidate in and of herself on the merits would be great for the state period and the fact that she's up against and would would remove mitch mcconnell you know, removing a negative while adding a positive is an incredibly yeah, important thing. So, yeah, yes, we support Amy McGrath that, here. Yes. Well, I I, uh, I second the motion and have a great holiday season. Kids. You too. Absolutely. Have a fantastic Christmas. We will be, by the way, thank you so much for calling. We will be having a show next uh, Saturday um, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's our sort of pre-Christmas episode god knows what this week will be like the vote will actually happen this week wednesday i think there's yeah wednesday they will, will be a vote it will go through i i i believe that impeachment will pass the house um i am curious if they will stall in the senate or try to rush it they're saying january and that yeah. up in january and out in january i think they want to do it during as much of the holiday like post holiday when people are getting back to work because People who tend to be hyper busy um, right after the Christmas holiday. That's as, true. As far as news, it's like August. They used to, August used to be the month because everybody's getting ready to get back to school and you're buying school supplies and you're dealing with teachers and getting, if you move, you get into a new school. So August was a great month to dump news for a long time. It was the dead news month. Yeah. And that's changed entirely because of the 24 hour news cycle. But um, and I think the same thing will be mildly true of this. But if there is a time when people are distracted and away from the news, it'll be right after the Christmas, New Year's holiday, um, cr- you know, school break. The, winter yeah, I mean, break. I, I, the only thing I can think of at this point is if there's a way to rally protest in the uh, areas that will greatly impact Republican senators who might be vulnerable. Like that's the only thing I can think of at this point that might actually make a difference. Yeah. The only rough part is that a lot of those states are going to be covered in snow during that time. It makes those kind of rallies really difficult, but, but you know, online efforts uh, being what they are is great. Yeah. And here's the thing, support positively candidates you believe in. Like I, you guys know, I take it to Matt with these Republicans, like on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But I also, we make a point of supporting people that we think are doing some good. Um, and, and I, and I retweet and push people 
um, who I think need their voices heard do. And I'll, and this, I'll even say this to myself over the holiday season, make a commitment to do 20% more of that. It's not a lot more, but seek out um, the good news, the good candidate, the beneficial storyline, the example of things working because that's what we're shooting for. And it reminds people it's possible because sometimes the goal is to make everybody seem like functioning democracy is impossible. That is certainly part of the Putin playbook. Mm-hmm. And and so remind people that they're decent, hardworking, solid people working in the government all the time. Every time you're applauding one of the Democrats for taking these folks to the mat, understand this is somebody who was elected by the public, who is doing the job they were elected to do and really cares about their job. So when people go, the problem with Congress, um, it's not all of Congress. It's not, it's not them. You're right. And you've got to go. Um, I, it's that whole thing about everybody uh, hates Congress but loves their congressperson. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. tons, of, tons of that going on, which is super weird. Um, and that goes, oh, you're just at war. I see <laughs> with your fellow Americans. Okay. Um, but the goal should be like, if you see somebody in a district that says something you support, fire that up. Hit it. Um, stick around for the post show um, on the YouTube channel, uh, infotainmentwars.com. If you would like, patreon.com slash Sparks. Really think about becoming a supporter. Just, you know, a good Christmas gift to the show is saying you'll do it for a year at even the lowest tier or even, you know, a, a buck, the five bucks, the ten bucks, whatever you can do a month um, will help us grow through the next year leading up to the election. That's what I'm pushing for. So uh, I really appreciate you guys. Don't forget, uh, uh, cameo.com slash Hal Sparks. Uh, five bucks out of all my cameos from now to uh, through the holidays will be going to Project Angel Food. Put me to work. My goal is a thousand. I want to be completely exhausted doing cameos. Um, that's that's what I want to do. I want to, like if we could give them that check from you guys and everybody, I would love that. So uh, take care. We'll see you next week. And um, say bye to Jackie, everybody on the radio. Hi guys, thanks for having me. This was super fun. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. This is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Schock, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.